0: There. Welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. It's a Friday, it's a preview, it's Aston Villa next. We've had a good run of form, uh, helped as well immensely by Arsenal not turning up against Palace and actually yeah. helped by uh, Chelsea not turning up against Brentford and then following up with Real Madrid. Uh, but yeah, we're here to discuss the Aston Villa game, everything in between and can we get this top four place. Uh, Brian Daigle's going to join us uh, shortly, uh, but in the meantime, two great guests as well. Brad, how are you doing?
1: Uh, Hi, Chris. Well, thank you. It's um uh, happy Friday. The sun's actually come out. So it's uh, it's all good. All good. Tottenham playing well. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, dear. We're, we're a minute in and we've already uh, uh, set, set ourselves, <laughs> ourselves up for four. And Tommy, uh, the Hotspur Hood, if you uh, watch me on uh, Monday, you'll know I was on the Hotspur Hood uh, Monday show on the Hotspur Hood now. Uh, and Tommy's got so many other guests coming up. How are you doing, Tommy?
2: yeah all good all good uh it's great to be here it's great to be here um i'm gonna be doing a teaser later as well uh so this is uh this is a teaser of a teaser for me uh i love being on this uh, on this channel so uh yeah man um four four wins on the bounce we beat Villa t- uh, tomorrow four wins on the bounce so uh, that'd be that'd be lovely considering it was win loss win loss win loss for about three months yeah, yeah. we can make it four now
0: Yeah, well, that that leads us nicely onto our first point. And uh, before I get there, thanks to everybody for watching. Thanks for the comments coming in. Also, Artisan in the chat. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, Yeah, keep the comments coming in. Please hit the like. Please hit the subscribe. really helps the channel. Also, hit the notification bell. You'll get a notification when we go live. Uh, But, yeah, links on to uh, this, Brad. Will our form continue? Uh, Like Tommy said, it will be four on the bounce after... Uh, how many months of a roller coaster season of win, loss, win, loss, win, loss in the league? Uh, but we seem to be hitting form at the right time. But as we know in football, football can change very, very quickly. So, uh, do you see our form continuing, or well, do you think Villa will and, and Gerard in particular will have a plan for us to stop that form carrying on?
1: Well, I think the form has to carry on if we're gonna if we're gonna get top four. The form has to carry on. But I've noticed in the last few weeks, even a Man United game. We're starting to play as a team now, and they, they seem to be taking to Conte's way of playing football, especially with the wing bats getting further forward and, and, and creating and scoring goals. And as I keep saying on every show I've been on, they're, they're doing it as without thinking now or appearing to. And I think that's always good. And that, as long as we can keep the same, more or less the same first 11 out there and, and don't get injuries to key players, I think that, uh, yeah, there's no reason why the form shouldn't continue, but, you know. We're all Tottenham supporters. We know, we know what can happen. So uh, let's <laughs> just let's just hope that uh, that the form does continue, and I think it has to uh, if we're going to make top four. Uh, the North London Derby is obviously a must-win game when that happens. It's uh, been announced
0: now, hasn't it? It's it has. The yeah, last but... game of the season. I'm surprised, but I thought they might have put it at the end, being that they don't care about the fans and 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 you know, a a shootout, as it were, for top four, potentially. But, yeah, third, last game after the Liverpool game. So, two tough games there, but one at home, one away.
1: Well, it's going to be weird because the the last... we got the North London derby, then we got the last home game against Burnley and and it could well be that top four isn't settled then. So, they'll be doing their sort of, you know, walk around the pitch and, you know, all the fans clapping and it might not be uh, settled, which I think I do believe was the situation when we beat City at the Etihad to, to make the uh, Champions League for the first time. I think we had the last home game and we're all... Appra- and they're all sort of saying, oh, you know, good luck to the lads on their last, last game go- or their the next game, uh, which, of course, we won and uh, made the Champions League.
0: Yeah, and uh, Tommy, the form to continue. Uh, four wins on the bounce. Do you see that happening or do you see... This, Spurs as uh, generally they always do putting Spurs putting a spanner in the works it wouldn't be Spurs, it would be Villa But do, do you see it 4 out of 4 or do you see Because for me, this this one could go either way Aston Villa are a team in transition They can be brilliant on their day They can be awful on their day As was shown against Arsenal So do, do you see our form continuing here And getting 4 out of 4?
2: I, um I was looking at a bit of team news. I was looking at a bit of team news uh last night and then this morning. Uh, it looks like they're pretty much full strength. I think they've got one player missing, I can't remember who it is. Um, and we're pretty much full strength now. I think we've got both left backs back. You know, we had to play we? we had to play well, Emerson right back, who we haven't been playing recently, and then Doherty left back, he played very well. Uh but I'm sure with Session and Reggie back, they'll they'll go back in at left back, and that's that's a plus. That's got to be a plus. Um, so yeah, I think both teams are pretty much full strength. The, the the thing is, we're away. We're away. Obviously, our away record, like most clubs, is not ever going to be as good as our home record. But we we've got momentum. We've certainly got momentum now. Just just knowing that you've got those three wins on the bounce. And last weekend was great for us. Chelsea getting smashed to Brentford. Arsenal getting destroyed by Palace. It could have been five nil. I watched that live. It could have been. It could have been five nil. It was it was crazy. And that's yeah. that gives you momentum as well. Just knowing that um, you know the teams around you are losing. Uh, I say teams around, you know, Chelsea, I still don't think we've got a chance of getting third. But um, it's good to see the London clubs not doing so well. Well, they, they uh, obviously
0: lost to uh, uh, Real Madrid. I don't know who they've got uh, this weekend. But I mean, if they lose that, three three on the spin losing and, and we can beat Villa, you never know. You never know if they could get dragged in.
2: I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. No, uh, I don't it Yeah, it could. It could. could. uh, Do you know what? I think the sanctions have have affected things. I think they have. I think sanctions have affected the team mentally. All these little things do uh, affect teams. Tuchel, apparently, is getting divorced. Apparently, his his divorce papers (laughs) are in. His divorce papers are in. So uh, there's that as well. Uh, All these little uh, things. I've just (laughs) uh, checked
1: my Sky Sky Sports app and... uh... There must be something wrong. We've got no matches today for Saturday. Oh, really? How weird is so,
2: that? Yeah, uh, away to Villa. Away to Villa is tricky. Very, very. Uh, it is a, is a tricky game, with Gerard. There, um, but we can win it. We can certainly. We can certainly win it. We're, we're one of the informed team, inform teams. Informed uh, teams, and and we've got. You know, we're playing the same eleven uh, time and time again. So uh, it should be a cracking game either way.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've got two comments in here about the, the the Villa game. Two very different comments. So I'll read them out one at a time. Bob Spur, how you doing, Bob? Great to hear hey, you. Six wins in a row at Villa Park. Six wins out of eight in the league for us. We're winning and winning well. It's all about us. Confidence is sky high. I'm expecting us to win four-one to for me. And Audio Artisan says our lack of draws worries me a bit. Certainly in the league, we're bound mm. to get at least two draws out the remaining games. I mean. You can't go into games thinking, well, you know, there's certainly the players, like, oh, we haven't drawn that many, and and like Bob says, we're, we're winning just breeds confidence. Winning breeds confidence. Like you say, Brad, it looks like they're a team now. Certainly, a Man United. <laughs> it's just we came up against possibly the best player in the world mm. on one of his better days. But yeah, I mean, it's just about the confidence, isn't it? And and like Tommy says, the first eleven, if they can stay fit. They know what they're doing and, and and they're the ones who are winning games. So if we can keep all of those first 11 fit, I'm not going to say we should we could win every game. We have got Liverpool, which could go either way and there'll probably be some uh, twists uh, before the end of the season. But that's what we need to do. Right. Just keep that first 11 playing as as they are. And then hope other teams either don't turn up or Kane, Sun, Kulu, whoever, Benton Kirk and. Turn the screws and turn the, the game in our favour, right? Or, or, or what? Audio artisan says the lack of draws. Does that worry you at all?
1: Only, only on on the the, the law of averages fact. Which I was going to say did. the exact same thing. I was yeah, yeah, I, same I, thing. yeah, and I, I bang on about that all the time. And that, that's not—it's nothing to do with form. Nothing to do with who's got the best team. It's just one of those things, you know. We, we've won six times at Villa Park on the law of averages. If you flip a coin seven times a law of averages you, you're not going to get heads seven times are you so yeah. so yes yeah, so on the law of averages yeah there's always a possibility we haven't had a draw for a while either so yeah. there was that possibility and you never know what's going to happen you know we could be leading 1-0 and then someone like Cortino could have a shot from about 40 yards that takes a deflection and goes you know it, it's all these sort of things that, that come into games I think if Tottenham are in form and play like we can play then I think we can win. But I, I'm, I'm worried about the fact that we, we keep winning there and that, that run. I mean, we haven't won at Anfield for a long time. So every game we lose at Anfield is, is one game closer to when we win at Anfield. That's that's yeah, sort of one yeah. way of looking at it. Uh, by the way, Chelsea are away at Southampton on Saturday. So that won't be easy. it's but... not going to be yeah. easy. And someone actually posted this the other day. I haven't, I haven't fact-checked this mathematically. If Liverpool and Manchester City lose all their remaining games and Tottenham, uh, oh, apart from this Sunday where it's a draw and if Tottenham win all their remaining games Tottenham win the title (laughs)
0: <laughs> well I mean uh, uh, You've got heard, Chelsea
1: uh, as
2: well haven't you You've got Chelsea if they win all their games So they'll win the titles I've heard
0: of optimism scraping the bow, But I think you take the, the <laughs> no, crowd no, no. there Brad but Well it, the,
1: it, weird, it. the weird thing is if, if Chelsea do lose at Southampton And we win at Villa I think we're only two yeah. points behind Chelsea yeah, so The
0: game in hand but then they're uh, on bad form And we're 4-4 four, four yeah, uh, So I got you got, never I, know
1: They've got a much better goal difference. I, mean, I know we've made seven go- uh, seven goals up on Arsenal in the last two games, but I think we're about 20 goals behind Chelsea. So yeah, that's...
2: 35 plus. plus yeah, 35 yeah. Chelsea to our plus. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. yeah. It's okay. all so, about yeah, momentum, yeah. isn't
0: so, it? It's, it's, it's all about how you finish, not how you start. And and essentially there's, was it, eight games left? But yeah. I, I would say an audio artisan's defence, uh, obviously like Bob says, we're winning and winning well. But... Audio. We wouldn't be Spurs fans if we were worried about Spurs messing it up a little bit, so (laughs) this defence there. Um, But Tommy, you you kind of mentioned uh, uh, these two teams as well, but do you think for the players Arsenal and Chelsea losses, Arsenal in particular with Palace, will be an incentive to the players or do you think they'll just be focusing on just win your games, whatever happens, happens?
2: 100%. It takes effect. It it will take effect uh, uh, mentally. It's the same with it's the same with social media. It's the same as social. Every tweet that goes uh, that hits a player, you know, they pretend they don't see it, but they do. They really, really do. Yeah. The power of social media, and and of course, you know, games that have happened uh, that, that are taking place before before your games. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. At this stage of the season, as you just said, it's results. The only thing that matters is results. At the start of the season, it's performances, performance, performance, performance. So, to lead you on to results going through the season at this stage doesn't matter how you get the victories just that you get the victories so um, yeah that's what we need we need uh, uh, we need those other teams to do poorly for the you know for the adrenaline for the momentum of, of, of our own of our own players I think, I think I'm think i not sure Arsenal I think Arsenal what they've still got a game in hand on us yeah on the they have points. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, no, they've got this uh, game in hand on us and They're on the same points. If they win the game in hand, they're three points ahead.
1: But, so, but if we beat them, then we're we're level on points and we got a better goal difference. So it, it's still massive. It's a six
2: pointer. It's
1: a six yeah. pointer. They oh, say okay. about relegation battles.
2: The, yeah. the game against Arsenal is huge. It's twelfth of May, isn't it? Twelfth of May. Uh, yeah. because, because of yeah.
0: that Palace game, if we win all our games now we're in fourth because we've got to play Arsenal. We've got better goal difference. We're only three points behind if if they win their game in hand. So if we win all of our games because we've got that Arsenal game, we're fourth. So it's now in our hands again.
1: Uh, Yeah, it is more or less. Yeah, it is.
0: But but that that question there, Brad, that I asked Tommy, do Arsenal and Chelsea losing without being sent to some players? Flip it round. Us winning, will that be a worry and put maybe put, is that what put pressure on Arsenal against Palace, knowing that we are breathing down their neck and, and our, our main guys that you expect to be scoring goals and, and doing well to get us results are doing well? Or, or do you think it's just they're a young team, young manager, not really been in this position before and came up against the Palace side who, in particular, their manager were hungry to get a result there?
1: I, I yeah I think I think it, it does because I, I looked uh, before the Man United game. I looked at the remaining fixtures and and did a bit of you know mathematics and and based on Arsenal's form at the time, Spurs would have to have won most of their games, their remaining games to to to, to get top four. And of course, obviously Arsenal, obviously Arsenal now see Tottenham playing very well and winning games comfortably. Don't forget West Ham three one. I think was a relatively comfortable victory. You know, we put five past Everton and five one over Newcastle. You know we're getting a bit of momentum, so yeah, it's, it's going to have an effect. Of course, it's going to have an effect, especially if you're a young team, which we keep getting told. Arsenal to are the, the only thing I will say is that, and this is not mine. This is what uh, Stell brought up the other night. It was that um, the pressure's on us now. Before, yeah, when nice. when Arsenal were in fourth position, the pressure's all on them. Now it's on us because mm-hmm. now we're in that position. Now we've got the first game on on Saturday, but then again, if we win that then the pressure's on Arsenal again so it it it, it yeah. strings around about it's it, and there's a lot of talk about the uh the, the north london derby and that Arsenal've got coming off the back of Leeds or whatever and we got back of Liverpool and you know it's unfair and there's one day they got one more day to prepare for their their sunday game well flip that around if we beat arsenal in the north london derby and then beat burnley in our home game on saturday that puts pressure on them in their game so yeah. it's it's yeah. all yeah it's, it's all it's 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 a uh, yeah, and I like to. I, I would say that I think Conte, he would be the man, you know, the master of of instilling the confidence in into the team, and that appears to be working now. And I think he said about the Newcastle game, he just said, "Look, you know, stay calm, keep doing what you're doing." And that's what Tottenham did, and and ran out comfortable winners, and, and didn't do the usual thing that we've been used to seeing Tottenham do is when something goes bad for them, like Newcastle scoring a the heads go down, they feel sorry for themselves and and that's it. But we don't seem to be seeing that now. So hopefully that will continue.
0: Yeah, I mean, Tommy, do, do you think there's a... We've obviously been critical of Spurs, quite rightly so, that a lot of our players are the same players that played in that Champions League final or in the squad. But a lot of those players are players that have qualified for Champions League via the league. So do you think that holds us at a bit of an advantage whereas Arsenal are kind of a young team A lot of that team haven't qualified, certainly for Arsenal anyway, for the Champions League via the league. So do you think that the the pressure is is slightly different there, whereas we should be able to deal with that pressure because we've been in that situation before? Do you think it's...
2: No, that's where the pressure comes in again, doesn't it? That's (laughs) where the pressure comes in again, doesn't it? We're expected to. If we're expected to... Do do, do you think the players
0: will be able to handle that a bit better than Arsenal. We've never been in that situation before, whereas we've been doing that for four or five years or or whatever it was when those players started doing that.
2: That's the big question, isn't it? That's the big... Whoever handles it better at this stage...
0: That's that's, that's why I'm asking. That's why I'm asking (laughs) and not (laughs) answering it myself. Because I don't
2: know. Um, uh, It's too difficult. It's too difficult because... you know. I mean, Arsenal, we talk about the young players, they're not used to it, but they don't have the baggage either. They don't have the baggage. So you'd say they're fearless. You can say they're fearless. And then, as you said, we've got slightly more experience, slightly more experience. But then the last two seasons, we finished sixth and seventh. We've ended the seasons pretty badly. So, yeah, this, there's two ways of looking at it. And, and as Brad said, look, there's pressure on us because we've got the fourth spot now, like like Stelio says. But we, we, the pressure's there because we've been winning games. So momentum and pressure. We've got momentum and pressure. How the, how the players respond to that? I can't. I don't think it's, we've got it in the players. I I personally don't think we. I personally still don't think we're going to get fourth. I I I think the players are, are mentally weak. Even with even with Conte, I don't think he's he's been there long enough. I mean, if, if he's there 18 months, he can p- completely change the philosophy and the mentality of the team. He's not been there long enough. We've still got players there that that are not good enough. But what one good thing is Ben Tanko and Kulu. They're, they're used not just their ability, but they're used to being in very, very good teams. Ben Tanker especially, he was with Juventus since 2017. Mm. Played a lot of games for them. So winning titles, winning Scudetto titles. I know Kuleszewski not as much. He's only been there a year and a half, and Juventus just sneaked in the Champions League last day of the season last year. But he's still around. Very, very good players, and we've seen how good Kuleszewski is, uh, and he can't get in the Juventus team. So that's how good Juventus are. <laughs> they're the players. They're the players he's been around. So and Ben Tankers. Ideal, ideal. In the centre of the park to have that experience is fantastic. Conte, Conte can make him the general because Conte's a centre midfielder. He's an experienced, he's an experienced manager. So he can make Ben a the general, hoybio there. We've got a chance, we've got a chance, but I think overall, I think overall, the the, the players in general, I, I just think they're lacking, they're lacking something. And I feel like, not just Arsenal, I felt Arsenal, Man United or West Ham, I just feel like one of them are going to have a very good run. One of those three teams are going to have a very good run, slightly better than ours. Yeah, that's how, that's what I yeah, see.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I mean I always say uh, for the last three seasons, including up to about two months ago, I've always said that we'll get fourth, and we've never got it. We've always messed it up. As soon as I started saying we won't get fourth, that's when our, our run of three games uh, started. So we won't get fourth. I'm sticking to that. Yeah. Uh, Bob Spurs said. Uh, Thanks again for the comment, Bob. Keep the comments coming in. Please hit the like. Please hit the subscribe as well. Uh, I don't think you can underestimate the psychological effect the Palace defeat will have on this young Arsenal side. Plus, like I keep on saying, they have at least two defeats in them before playing us. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't know who they've got on the weekend. <laughs> Brian, at uh, home. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Brad. Someone who does a podcast and has done for about two years would have uh, found that out before he asked. Uh, yeah. Yes, but, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that won't be an easy game, but Brighton are kind of on the downward spiral at the moment. They're, they're, they're picked,
1: You'd, have You'd have to assume that yeah. they'll win You'd have to assume they'll win
0: But if Arsenal lose that after the back of the Palace game, mm-hmm. we can then beat Villa. I mean, we're three points ahead. They've got a game in hand. We've got a better goal difference. So, unless they win 6-0 in their game in hand, are ain't going to get above us. And, and that, that, yeah, I mean, that psychological effect, like Bob says, could have all come from the Palace game. But um we're possibly doing Villa a disservice here. We're all talking about uh, <laughs> are we going to win, are we going to turn up? But will Villa be up for this game, do you think, Brad? I mean, there, there's an element that Newcastle, I, I thought Newcastle played quite well. And then as soon as they went 2-1 down, it's like, well, OK, well, we're safe now. It's not a huge amount of point. Mm-hmm. We'll get a pay rise anyway. We're in the, you know, we've got a club of itch here. We might we might leave, but, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Do, do you think Villa, Villa are safe? They're probably not going to get into Europe. There's a huge, huge gap between uh, the top seven and eight, I think. And then if Leicester win all their games in hand, they get back into that top seven but Villa are, are, are next who I think 10 points off of that so that it's very very unlikely they're going to get into Europe they're not going to get relegated it's obviously a Gerard effect as, as has happened to, to give them a few wins but they're very much a team in transition do, do you think they'll be up for this game or do you think it'll be again a kind of not on the beach but next season is our season where, where do you think Villa will stand on this well,
1: game first of all subconsciously you, you know, you're, you're going to be a little bit down, aren't you, really, if you've got nothing to play for. And as you say, you say. Yeah. So subconsciously, that's going to affect you. Uh, as as indeed it affects the fans going to the games. They're going to the games thinking, well, we want to win it. But if we don't, well, what the hell, you know. Having said that, Stephen Gerrard, I don't think, will accept defeat. I think he's no. a person that wants to win every game. And if he instills that into the Villa team, in much the same way that content instills it into us, Uh, And they've got some decent players. You know, Watkins, Cortinio. you know, they've they've got some decent players there. And they've lost the last three games as well. They're playing at home. So, you you, you know, that'll be a reason to try and win the game. But I I think it's going to be a difficult game. I I think they're very poor against Arsenal the other way. I was very disappointed in them the other week when they played Arsenal because I thought they could could snatch a point in that game, but they didn't. Uh, So if I felt that way when I played Arsenal, well, then there's no reason to, to not think that way about playing Tottenham this Saturday. So, although I think subconsciously they might might be affected, I think they'll be up for it. Yeah, and we and to be fair, we've got to go into that game expecting them to be up for it. You know, that, that's the thing when you get to these games, it's all very well raising yourself for games against West Ham or Arsenal you know, or Chelsea for that matter, but when you go to Villa, then you've got you've got to say, well, this team's going to be up for it. You can't go in there thinking, oh well, they're not going to be up for it. So I'm hoping that whether they are or not, that Conte instils into our players that, hey, look, you know, we've got, still got to play our best to win this game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Tommy, do, do you think there's an element of no pressure on Villa at all? Uh, we're the team that need to win. Villa obviously want to win and, and you know, finish the season as, as well as they can, but there's not a huge amount of pressure on them so that Gerard can kind of send them out, just enjoy yourself and, and, you know, what happens, happens, whereas we really have to win. Or, or do you think... Yeah, there's not really, there's pressure on Villa as well because they're at home.
2: I don't think that would happen in many teams these days. I mean, I think you get like five, six million pounds uh, for each league, uh, league position-ish up the table. So at least four or five million pounds. So the higher they, the higher they get up, the, the, the chances are Gerard will have a bigger transfer kitty going into the summer. Uh, and, and they want to go into the summer with some confidence. Uh, and, and he's still a new manager. He's a new manager, Gerard. Uh, and we've seen how quickly things change. If Gerrard, for example, we've got eight games to the end of the season. If he loses six, if he loses six, he will be under pressure at the start of next season. His manager's job will be under pressure. We've seen how quick... Lampard's going to get sacked. He's probably going to get sacked next week, regardless of the Everton result. He's only been there five, six games. Uh, and he's a legendary player. Legendary player, uh, Lampard. So it doesn't it doesn't matter. No, Nobody cares. Uh, so nobody cares about your reputation. So he's certainly not going to... I think he'll make sure the players are up for it. Uh, and and we uh, and and Brad mentioned that they've lost their last three games, but the last three games were difficult games. So West Ham, West Ham, three games ago, two two only two one. Arsenal, I think one nil was one it, nil. and Wolves, yes. Wolves one nil. Those three in the top seven. Those three mm. teams are in the top se- se- seven in the league, and I think before that they beat Leeds three 0 Brighton four 0 I think they won three games on the bounce before that. They did, so yeah. they're no mugs. They're no mugs, and they're at home. Um, so yeah, recently the last three games they lost, as I said. Tough teams and only by the odd goal. So uh, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough game. And as I, as I said earlier, I think they've got a full-strength side, pretty much a full-strength side. Mm. I think they're missing one, one boy, but it looks like Watkins is going to be there. Coutinho is going to be there. I think McGinn's going to be there, you know, so they've got their main players. They've got their main players there. Two fully fit squads.
0: Yeah. And uh, Bob, as uh, said, of course, Villa will be up for it. Gerard is the winner. Let's bring, but let's bring perspective. Villa's top game versus our top game, only one winner, mm, all about sure. us. Do you agree with that, Brad? Uh, oh, yeah, no, I
1: mean, I, I'd say that for probably our remaining games of this season, maybe, maybe Liverpool away at Anfield. I think Tottenham at our best will beat any team. And, and yeah, Bob's right. If we, if, if you know, Tottenham at our best will beat Villa at their best. Uh, but you know, you've got to get it right. You've got to, you know, you've got to still play that way. You, you've got to make, make sure that, uh, that you are at your best you know you can't you can't go into you know you can't go drop down a gear you've got sure. to be r- right up for it and again i keep bringing the content effect he's the sort of manager that you you would want instilling that in the players and you know tommy was saying earlier about the winning mentality in that i think it's a little bit there more now than it was say a month or so ago when we're losing at places like burnley but it it's it still it's still not quite a hundred percent and, uh, yeah, we've got to make sure that we, we do do bring our best game. And, yeah, Bob's right. Our best game should should always be Villa's best game.
0: Yeah, I mean, there shouldn't be too much incentive for us, should there? It's top four mm. getting in Champions League again. Like I said, uh, with Arsenal's lost to Palace, we win all of our games. We're in top four. So there shouldn't be that. Conte shouldn't really need to do any much in the terms of motivation in, in the team talk, but... Yeah, a uh, Villa at home—they'll have that motivation there. They want to uh, see, you know, let their fans get off to a, 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 you know, happy weekend. It's Saturday and have the good Sunday. But uh, in terms of uh, Villa, uh, Tommy mentioned them already: Watkins and Coutinho. They're, they're obviously the, the the headline hitter threats. But uh, like Brad said, you've got McGinn. Tyrone Mings at Corners, where we can't defend set pieces. (laughs) Uh, And they've got a few others. And and Watkins will be absolutely full of confidence, regardless of whether it was a tap-in or a long-range effort. He scored on his debut for England, which is going to be confidence and and, and momentum for anybody. Coutinho on his day, unbelievable. Uh, But who who are the other threats? Or is it mostly those two that you need to uh, kind of sort out uh, for us to get a result?
2: In in terms of attacking threats, you've got to say they're the two main guys: Watkins and Coutinho. Uh, Coutinho scored a lot of goals, especially the you know his first few games for, for Villa. But we know he can create. That's his biggest strength is is creation. I think their wide players, their their uh, fullbacks are very very good too, which is a problem because our fullbacks, wingbacks if you like, are not, especially on the defensive side of things. Matty Cash on the right, Digne on the left. I think ever the worst piece of business Everton done uh, is selling Digne. To mm. Aston Villa, he was their best defender. He was their best defender, uh, and he's quality. He, 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 he know, wanted he comes to leave from Barcelona. Though, he's got pedigree. Everton signed him from Barcelona. He's getting first team for Barcelona. It's it's, it's mad. It's mad.
0: Everton, um, he wanted to leave though, didn't he?
2: He wanted to leave because he fell out with Rafa Benitez. So right. they allowed him to leave because Rafa Benitez fell out of him, and the next week Rafa was sacked. So <laughs> that goes to show what Everton are right now. That goes to show Everton have got mesh, a good squad. Everton have got a good squad. They had a good squad at the start of the season. Ancelotti, they were fighting for fourth last season, the last couple of seasons yeah. under Ancelotti. They haven't changed a great deal. Um And uh, to corey I think Decori is a very good player. I'll be snapping up a couple of their boys if they get relegated. I would be. I'd be snapping up a couple of their boys. Um, So they've made some big errors. And, and Digne for Villa is, a, is, a, is quality cash. At fullback. They're going to cause, they're going to cause trouble when you said McGinn in the centre. But other than McGinn, their centre midfield doesn't worry me a great deal. I think, I'm trying to think, I think they've got young Ramsey. He's done okay. But I remember when we played against him earlier on this season, he was, he was really, really poor. We done a job on him. We really done a job on him. But he's, he's very young. He's, he's probably grown since then. I can't remember the other one. I think Sanson. I think they play Sanson or, or someone else like that. The centre midfield is relatively weak. So if they're going to get us, it'll be from wide and then, uh, Getting the ball to Watkins and Coutinho in the center. Uh so it's gonna they've got Bailey as well, Leon Bailey, but he's just been injured the whole. I think he's had one assist this season. We've got Danny like Ings
0: as well, who who oh, I don't know if he's injured or not. Yeah, he awesome. usually scores against us. Mm.
2: Um, I, yeah, I think I, yeah, no, I think he might be the one that's injured. I, I okay. think he might be the one that's injured, or oh, he's right. just coming back. I think he's been injured recently. I think actually he's the one that's gonna be like, you know, you know, the crack fitness test just before the game. Uh, to see whether he plays or not, that will be the problem with Danny Ings is that him and Watkins they're not they don't really love going in behind they love they both like holding the ball up and that's been the problem with them they, they haven't had much of a partnership when I talk to Villa fans there's not really a partnership between Ings and Watkins so um, we should win we should win uh, if we win that centre midfield battle again which we should I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll pick up the three points I can't see us losing. Uh, uh, I really can't see us losing. They certainly do have threats. They, they, you know, yeah. they do. They do possess threats, for sure.
0: Yeah, well, Tommy's mentioned the midfield there, Brad. So do you think this guy, Benton Kerr, not sorted our midfield? I, I literally wrote this two minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he, he's obviously made a big, big difference. Yeah, it, It's made it more solid, I guess, is the question. Do you, do you, him and Hoiberg have obviously formed up quite a good partnership. Uh, skips out, which is essential, being that He's out and he was one of our main guys in there. But Benton as we'll come on to, to a us, bit later. Out, which is essential being I, I, I
1: think Benton curves has brought a calmness to the midfield as well. He's very measured in what he does. Uh, and he's, he's always forward thinking as well. But I think he's he's brought out that, that sort of, a you know, there's no panic in the midfield anymore. And also it leaves Hoiberg to do what Hoiberg does best, which is all the dirty work. And I noticed against Newcastle a lot of the time, Hoiberg was virtually in the centre-back position you know, which allows our... I mean, Romero loves going forward, and even Davis gets forward. So that, with Hoiberg sitting back there, you, you've got that much the way that we used to do it with Potocino when when yeah. Dial was in the uh, yeah. defensive midfield and dropped back. So, but I think Bentecourt, yeah, he sort of keeps kicks the, kicks the midfield ticking over. Uh, again, he's he's got the experience of playing for one of at least top teams, you know, so, so he's used to pressure. Uh, but, yeah, I think... Uh, I think it's all probably more creative than people give him credit for as well. But yeah, if he's on form, then as Tommy was saying, I think the midfield we should should win that. Keep Coutinho quiet. Then you've got probably a natural uh, McKinnon Hoyberg up together. They're both both aggressive midfielders. But yeah, I think uh, we should should be better in that that section of the pitch
0: yeah I, th- I think Benton Kerr the, the most important game for me Tommy of hit for him uh, for us was man United because he was awful. I think that was a very, very mm. quick learning curve for him. You don't get that space on the ball. If you mm. want your second touch, you have to pass and move. When you move and get it back, that's when you can have your extra touch. And he was superb against Newcastle. You can say what you want about Newcastle's midfield and defence. But he, he he looked to be not running the game. That was obviously reserved for Kane. But he looked very, very comfortable since that Man United game. And, and him and Hoiberg, good partnership. I mean, do, do you see Skip getting back in when he... If that's this season and and Skip is uh, deemed fit to play, do you see him getting back in against them two? Do you see Conte changing to a three in the midfield? Or do you see him having to force one of those two out?
2: For next season? For next season?
0: Well, this season as well, if he's fit for it. But yeah, next season, let's say we don't make any uh, changes in that midfield. Uh, we, we bit by a couple of midfielders or, or one midfielder who, who's a lower level than them uh, three, but it's between them three to get in. Do you see him getting back in or do you see him having to force one of them out if uh, Conte sticks with two in the midfield?
2: The issue is all, all three are pragmatic. They're all relatively pragmatic. They're not going to score goals. Let's say Hoybier, Bentanker, and Skip, they're not going to score too many goals. And we do need more goals from, from midfield. So they can work as a free. They can work as a free. But if we did have a free next season, you want one of them to be attack, at least slightly attacking, to so be almost a natural number 10 that comes a little bit deeper to playing the free. I think that's what you I think that's what you want. Out of the center, and those three are not that. So I can't see those three playing together, uh, maybe in rotation against certain teams. If you want to, if, if you're going to as a substitution, maybe, you know, that you can you can play with those three. You can play with two. You can definitely play with two pragmatic centre midfielders. We're doing it now with Hojipio Ho- and Ben because you've got the wingers. You've got the wing backs, and the wingers flying up there. That's where your creativity comes from. Um, so I don't see him playing together in a three as such next season or this season when Skip gets back. Uh, I think there's, there's a fight. It's good to have depth. It's good to have depth and it's good to have fight. And we can see, we can see what we want. Uh, we can see what we want as fans. But the, the reality is Conte is going to choose his team based on what happens in training. And that's what we forget as mm. fans. It's great to see games, 90-minute games and 45 minutes in the first half. They're going to be a training four hours a day, every day of the week. So, And this is the same with all players. This is why Rodan doesn't get in the team. You can say what you want, how he plays for Wows or he's done okay for Spurs. Conte sees him in training. The the previous managers have seen the likes of Rodan in training and they don't think he's good enough. So we forget about the training side of things. If he trains well, Skip and we start, I don't know, we start losing games or the centre midfielder stop performing, then absolutely I put him in. I rate Skip very, very highly. Very, very highly. We're a fickle fan base, and I'm guilty of being fickle too, but we forgot how good Skip was. Oh my God, we're the most fickle fan base going. Honestly, honestly, honestly. But um, the first four or five months of this season, we forgot how truly magnificent Skip was for a 21-year-old. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's him and Son good. were our best players without a shadow of a doubt mm. Kane wasn't really bringing it was he for the first few months Son and Skip were our most vital players by a country mile Hojbjerg was magnificent last season he was taking Hojbjerg out of the team everybody was saying he starts over Hojbjerg which is incredible you never would have thought that last season he was one of our players of the year behind Kane and Son you'd say Hojbjerg was our player of the year last season mm. so for Skip to do that the boy is supremely, supremely talented. I think he's going to be uh, Spurs captain. I wouldn't be surprised if he's England captain. I might be getting carried away, but what I've seen for the last year and a half, he helped Norwich get promoted massively. Him and Max Ahrens were huge in getting them promoted. Um, yeah. he's, he's 21. He's got such a... He's so level-headed. I really like Kulisevsky, in a way. I can't believe he's 21. Like, correct they make a... Decisions at the at the right times, and that's fundamental in football. You might not score goals, you might not assist all the time. Make the correct decisions at the right time, and you will be a Premier League footballer, and you'll be a very good Premier League footballer. And you can adapt. I saw him on the right wing before he got injured. I saw him running up the right wing, putting crosses in. Skip. He will go. He will pace,
1: go where yeah. really the
2: team great. needs him. He will go where the team needs him. What I worry about is this injury is very unique. This pelvic injury is very very unique. I haven't heard. I've never seen this before. And I'm very, very worried. I'm very worried. This could be like one of those, career, I know I, I don't want to curse it, but like a career-threatening injury because it's very, very odd, very, very odd how it's been. Inf- it's been infected now, and now there's another setback. I'm thinking, ooh. I think there was something similar with Darren Fletcher, and he was out for a year, year and a half. Um, so I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried about that, and I it will be just our luck. Mm-hmm. it will be just our luck because this boy. This is the next big guy from our youth system for me. This is the yeah. be- next, next big one. So um, in the future, it's a great option to have. I think I think he'll be better than Hojbjerg and Ben Tanker in the future. I think he'll be better than both because that's only because I think Skip's magnificent. That's not because Tanker and Hojbjerg are right. It's just because I think he's magnificent. And as you say, Tanker was poor against Man United. A lot of the team, a lot of the players haven't performed against the big teams. Romero was poor. The whole team was poor. Against Manchester United, so um, we have to improve. The whole squad have to improve against the big boys. The good thing is we don't have too many of the big boys left uh, going into the last uh, last few games of the season. Obviously, we got uh, we got Liverpool and Arsenal. Um, they're they're the two big games. But other t- other teams around us have got tougher fixtures. Are playing more of the big teams, so that that yeah. suits us well. There needs to be improvements though. Ben Tanker needs to improve against the bigger boys. Romero, there there are improvements needed.
0: Yeah, well, Skip, the, the, the biggest thing I was impressed with was Skip was his first game against City, which, say what you want about how the game panned out and all that, but Man City were the best team in England at that point. Uh, Braz dropped off, hopefully he'll be back, uh, hopefully Wi-Fi problems and he'll be back soon. But uh, he, he he was out of that game and then he managed to claw his way back in and then he was superb in the rest of that game. So there's no hiding from him. You see some players who don't get the ball, are fairly poor start hiding and don't want the ball. There was none of that from him. And, uh, audio artisan here, uh, uh against, um, uh, uh regarding Benteke. Yeah, he both footed. Really yeah. He's truly comfortable a great with point. both feet. So he makes the he game look both-footed. easy. And I think, yeah, I think he, he was trying to do that against United, but slowly, and he's realised now that you, you can't be slow in the Premier League. Uh, and he's also said, Darren Fletcher had an intestine testing problem, IBS, um, yeah, I don't know too much about all of these to be perfectly honest, but yeah, but, no, mean, it was
2: the same it, sort of development of injuries. It, it was yeah. one thing, and then it sort of moved into something else for
0: months now.
2: And Fletcher was never supposed to go out, so not maybe not the exact same uh injury problem, but the same sort of track uh transition where it's, it, you think it's one thing because they thought it was one thing with Fletcher, it was something completely different. And it ended up, he was out for a year and a half. So I hope that, you know, he's got an infection. They thought it was one thing. Now he's got an infection, Skip. Now it seems to be something else. That's worrying for a young man. That's very, very worrying for a young man. It's a great point with Ben Tenker, both footed. Yeah, this is very good.
0: I've been super impressed with him. And and coming to the other guy, our front three now, uh, it looks like they've been playing together for years. And they've only been playing together since January. So three months. And, I think what Kulu has also done is he's taken a lot of the focus off the, if Sun and Kane don't score, we don't win. He's taken a lot of that focus off, taken a lot of the pressure off those two so they can just play their natural game. And then what he's also done is if Kane drops deep, it's only good if someone takes his place up top and he's got someone to aim for. Now he's got two. It used to be last season it was only Son. But now he's got two, and then even more if you count in the uh, uh, wing backs that have Hoiberg uh, dropping deep, like Brad said, has allowed them to get forward. So, uh, not transformed our team, but he's completely. Well, he has transformed our team. I'll go back on that. I'll go back on that. He has kind of transformed our team, and, and we look so much more dangerous with him in it now. And, and the international break, when there were rumours that he'd fractured his cheekbone or something like that and was out. That was really worrying. That 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 was as bad for me as if Kane had gone out or Son had gone out. But yeah, he, he's been a breath of fresh air. He's been absolutely superb. Looks like he's been playing in in that front three and the Premier League for 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 for, for donkey's years. Whereas Bentancur looks like it now, but he had a couple of uh games. But yeah, Akulu. I mean, there's not a huge amount much more to say than uh what we've been saying for the last three months. But uh, uh how good is this guy? And and how good could Probably. he be in this team? And and, and, and let's not quality. forget as well, a lot of Spurs fans were saying, oh, we don't want him. He's too slow. And I remember Dan Huggins on your stream said, doesn't matter if he's slow or not. His feet are quick. And and he's proved, uh, Kulu has proved Dan right there on numerous occasions. And and Teddy Sharon weren't particularly quick. One of the best ever played in the Premier League.
2: I think that it's the fact that he's not quick and he's a winger as well. He's not quick in and as soon as you say winger, you're like, oh, he's going to be rapid. He's going to take fullbacks on. Uh, he's not. He's not that type of player. Oh, I mean, he's left-footed as well. So you're not going to be. He's. He's. You know, he can use both feet, but he's. I think he's more uh, left-footed than he is right. So he's always going to. Uh, am I might. Am I right there? Am I right there? Is he more an inside forward? I might have got it completely wrong. But either way, he comes inside. He comes inside more than he goes outside. And. Uh, if you do that, then pace is not going to be so key because you know you, you, you're coming central, you're not you're not trying to beat your man. Um, and his his decision-making for a 21-year-old is, is, is brilliant. His ability to pass the ball, um, his ability to cross the ball. What do you know what? I have to praise Emerson on the weekend against mm. Newcastle. It's probably the only time I'm gonna say it this season, uh, <laughs> because. He must be aware, we go back to training and during the games, he must be aware that Kulusevsky is fantastic. He's a fantastic crosser of the ball. So Emerson, Emerson's crossing was terrible again for the first half of that game, first portion of that game. So after a while, when he was getting the ball in attacking positions, he was just like, uh, do you know what? I'll just pass it to Kulisevsky. Just pass it to Kulisevsky and let him cross it in. And that's exactly what happened. He kept passing the ball back to Kulisevsky, and Kulusevsky was getting great crosses in again and again and again. So... um Hopefully that will happen again. If Emerson does start on that side, just give the ball to Kulisewski and and, and bang those, <laughs> those balls in. He's a very, very different player to our other options, Lucas, who, mm. again, these days doesn't, doesn't try and beat players in the byline, but he comes so central. I mean, Lucas is not even a right winger, the way he's been playing recently. He's a center he, he's, not, he's
0: not disciplined enough, is he? I mean, Kulisewski against City in particular was uh, tracking back on the right to help Emerson out. I love more but I don't see him ever doing that because he, he he's not a right winger now. He's he's too much of a kind of vogue if you like just Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's I, not a right winger.
2: He's a central no. midfielder. The way he sets up he's like a right central midfielder Lucas and he just takes players on. Uh, for the, he's he's been very good this season. I think he's been very good. But we need somebody that has the ability to cross the ball in and and Kulu has that. So, yeah, he's he's getting over Lucas um, every time for me. But he's a good option off the bench. He's a good option off the bench. Uh, uh, Lucas. Yeah. The worrying thing is, you know, the backup to those three—Son, uh, Kane, and, yeah. and Kulu If one was to get injured and and you're a starting player, uh, as I said, Bergwijn and Lucas are good off the bench. There, there's a worry, and that's why this summer, regardless of how good Kulu's been or how well he ends the season, we need depth in those positions. On the right wing, maybe on the left wing. Depends if Gill comes back and does something. But um, no, we, we we need depth. We can't just stop. We can't just stop there. And that worries me with Levy. It, it really does worry me. We say social media is so powerful. If we keep banging on about Benny and Kulu being these unbelievable signings, and you won't <laughs> fucking sign anyone else in the summer. He, he'll he'll wow. sign one or two players. Uh we know the power of social media. So you yeah. can come well, back what to warn th- us.
0: What do you think like uh, let's get to a co- few comments first. Uh, Bob Spur, best thing that happened to Benny was his shocking performance with Van United. Uh, Fred ran rings around him. Phil. He's learned so much from the game. Near faultless since then. Uh, pretty much what we were saying. He uh, was good I mean, before though, Bobby,
2: wasn't he? If you're still watching, yeah. Bobby, he was. He was good before Man United. He just had one really bad but, game. Then he then he, he come back. He,
0: he, he. He's been far far better, I think, after Man United than he was before. And I think Bob's right there. He learned so much from that game in terms of you don't get that space in the Premier League. Certainly not against the good teams. And uh, Audio Artisan, good point here. Berber and Vart both lacked pace too, but were still awesome. I think Berbatov had the best control of any footballer I've ever seen. The, the, it was like Velcro to the guy. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of Kulu and the, and the transfers, obviously most football fans want a marquee signing, like a big money signing. But th- these two have proved that you don't necessarily need to spend massive to, to, to get good signings and ones that fit into your team. So I, I've said on previous streams before, in the summer, I'm not bothered about spending 100 million, 200 million. What I'm bothered about is spending what and, and buying or and selling what Conte wants to buy and sell. doesn't matter if it's like for 10 quid, 10 million, 100 million, whatever. If, if he says, I want this person, it's within possibility. I mean, if he says, I want Mbappe, then... That's not going to happen. But, you know, if he says, I want four players, they're all available for 10 million, 40 million, and that's it. I'm happy with that if that's what he wants. So do, do you think it'll be a cut, not a scouting, but like it'll be him and Paratici scouting to get the players they want, not necessarily marquee signings? Or do you think Spurs fans still want a, a big, big money signing? Just to show that kind of
2: Firstly, Paratici isn't anything for me. He isn't anything for me. He doesn't he's just a puppet for me. He's just he's been a puppet from the very very start. It, it was so obvious to me. The fans wanted a director of football. They got a director of football um, in Paratici that was sacked because he was so bad at Juventus. That's the reality. Uh, but he, uh, but you know the fans wanted it, so they so they so they got one in. Um, they all clamoured to him. The reality is that is the only signings that were good. The only signings that have been good from Paratici are the ones from Juventus. Uh, you know, Romero was at Juventus, Kulu and Ben Tanker. <laughs> I don't think that's great from Paratici. I think no. all of them would have come in anyway. I think, you know, they were, you know, obviously Juventus allowed Romero to go out on loans at Atlanta uh, with the agreed fee. So he wasn't doing well at Juventus. Obviously he didn't do very well. It was very difficult for him because he had Kalini, Benucci and Delight as centre-back in front of him, Romero. Um, so he was ex, so he was ex-Juventus. Then you had obviously Kulu and Ben Tanker happening the last two days of the window. I feel like they were, they were still rushed signings. They were rushed signings and we've got away with it. We've got away with it because they've turned out to be brilliant. And, and as wow. I said, kerr has got a fantastic pedigree. So, so, you know, playing 20, 30 games a season in, in, in Juventus' uh, title winning campaigns, he's got fantastic um, pedigree. I don't think, I mean, Paratici may have started the conversation. He may have set up the conversation, but negotiations in terms of the player contracts and the transfer would have all been levy. It's, it's always, always levy. Um, and they were rush deals. They were still rush deals, but they've turned out to be very, very good. There's, well, there's I, no I can't remember that. who
0: said it. I think it might have been in one of your your streams, but someone said that they thought that they'd been done and dusted weeks before, but Juventus couldn't let them go until they had a replacement. So Vlahovic, I think it might have been Josh who said it. So Vlahovic came in, and that then allowed uh, the, the deals for Kulisevsky, Benton Kerr to go through. But the actual agreement and everything was done weeks or, or days before. Uh, but again, we, we, we'll never, ever know that. There's only a couple of people who know that and it's not going to be us. But yeah, I mean, we have got away with it and it's been absolutely superb. Uh, yeah, and Brad's just uh, message his internet. has gone down, trying to reconnect. So hopefully he'll be back in a bit. Hopefully Brian will be on as well. And and
2: if you remember, the Lacelso Celso, Alli, and and Ndombele deal was done in the last day or two. So tons of things could have gone wrong with those deals. Um, If we didn't yeah. get those plays out, we wouldn't have signed them. And if Juventus, uh, if Juventus didn't sign Vlahovic, they wouldn't have got rid of them. So a lot of variables, a lot of variables, and it easily could not have happened. It easily could not have happened. Uh, and the yeah. thing with Juventus, they signed another fielder as well. So it wasn't the, the Vlahovic. They had to get their money back. They had to get their money back. That's why they sold Bentenko and Kulusevski. Well, they didn't even get money for Kulusevski. Did they? that's bullshit. I'm afraid because they signed a carrier, another centre mid, uh, with with the money that they sold Bentenko with. Um, they might regret that. Uh, but I suppose I think Bentenko left because Allegri it wasn't perfect for this system that Allegri played. He probably still felt he's a good player. Um, it wasn't perfect for the system, so I think they were. You know, I thought I felt they were like, um, I felt like we were lucky, we were fortunate to get those deals through. Uh, and but it is essential, it's still early days, but I think it's essential that we, we pay that fee for Kulisevsky the way he's been playing so far. If he's 30 million pounds, then like, like you say, doesn't matter how much we spend, just the, the, the players that Conte wants, and I'm yeah. sure. Conte will want the way he's playing right now. I'm sure Conte will want I mean, there,
0: there is a thing there that we, we can still buy him, not this summer, but the summer after, for I don't know how much money. But we, we're obviously going to have to pay for uh, uh, Romero this summer, which is going to be a fair chunk. So uh, Brian asked this on, on I think on here a, a week or so ago. W- would you pay for Kulu now, knowing that you've got to pay for Romero? And obviously a 30 million there is an extra 30 million in the transfer key or pay for Romero. Now you've still got Kulu on loan next season and then pay for him properly the following summer. Or would you just get it done and dusted? So there's no ifs, buts or maybe about it and get them both signed up now in the summer.
2: Again, we don't really know how the Romero deal was set up. We, we don't know how it's set up. I'm convinced we paid Atlanta a massive fee. Uh, because they had to pay 16 million to get to get him from Juventus, and then they resold him, didn't they? They loaned him to us with the with knowing that we were going to pay. We have to pay the 50 million pounds, so you know 30 odd million profit. They would have Atlanta, are a small club. I know they're doing very well. Uh, they're a small club. They can't they can't spend 16 million pounds on a player, then just loan them out and not receive anything in return. So you can't sign. I think the regulations state in Serie A, you cannot sign the same player twice in the same window. So what Atlanta did was they loaned him out. So we had to sign him uh, mandatory this window. Mm. I don't think the fee is anywhere near 40, 45 million pounds. I think we would have put 20, 25 million pounds up front uh, right. last summer. So we'll have to pay 20 million pounds, maybe 25 million pounds. We don't know. We don't, it might be more. That's, that's this loophole, isn't it? That's the loophole. You know, you just pay a massive initial loan fee. Um, so yeah, we don't know it could be 5 million in the summer. We we, we just don't know. Uh either way if if Deckey carries on the way he is um then we have to sign we have to sign him for 30 million pounds. I would d- get it done this summer as well. Uh and Romero we have to sign him. There's I mean no we actually have to sign him. So yeah. like he can't reject the contract. He has to accept the contract that we offered him. Uh and they have to accept the the 10 pound a week
0: 10 pound food. a week done. <laughs> <laughs> He'd love it. He'd love it. Leave you a fucking love. Brad's that. back. How are you doing, Brad? Uh, yeah, Bob agrees with you here. 42 million for Romero, Mar- 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 25 for Decky. Get it done and dusted. But it so, won't be
2: 42 mil. The thing is, it will definitely not be 42 mil for me. It's 20 mil, 21 mil because Atlanta wouldn't have accepted nothing. They're not rich enough. They would not have accepted nothing last summer.
0: Yeah, and he's also commented on Benton Kurt to you, Tommy. Uh, just felt pre-Man United, he was good, but used to lose possession a few times. Unlike Winks, though, he never used to play that safe pass hold onto the ball too long. Just feel he's got a lot better since. Uh, I have to agree there. I have to agree. And uh, uh, Audio artisan, any of you got any love for Tangi after his goal against West Ham yesterday? Or is it just... I, score, I didn't realise. I
2: knew they drew one, no. Yeah. I didn't realise. Yeah. I, didn't realize
1: I mean,
0: that... I mean, it's a fairly good result for West Ham in the sense they had someone sent off fairly early, but then they've. Oh, away goals don't count now, do they? No, they don't. No. Oh, right. Yeah. So that is a good result. There
1: are, there are two, two interesting scenarios. Uh, one is that I think if Man United won the Champions League and Tottenham, and sorry, West Ham won the Europa League, then I don't think fourth is good enough for. Uh, yeah, I mean, for the Europe for the Champions but um, there is another scenario, and that is if Tottenham finished third and Man United and Liverpool, I think Man United won the Champions League and West Ham won the Europa League, then Arsenal and Chelsea would both miss out on the Champions League. I, I think that I know. Please correct me in the chat if I'm wrong, but I think they're the two scenarios.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not sure I can take West Ham winning the Europa <laughs> no, League. No, and no, they uh, hate us anyway, and we're their cup <laughs> final, and they've won a trophy. But uh, Bobby K is in the chat. Uh, good morning, Tom hey, and Chris Bobby. Good morning, everyone in the chat. How are you doing, buddy?
2: Yes, Bobby. We've got the two yeah. Bobbies. The two Bobbies yeah. here. Two <laughs> bobbies. And, uh,
0: Sixty-seven million for those two. He says a bargain, uh, referring to Romero and uh, um, oh, what's his name, Kulu. And uh yeah, Bob said uh Man United are out. Uh
1: oh, I still right, wouldn't okay. write them off. Yeah, yeah. they uh yeah,
0: uh speaking of those all that
2: research you've been doing, wasted. Yeah, Brad. I know, yeah. Uh, no, but that, that earlier with the uh the fact that we can still win the title, that's crazy as well. But who knows, who knows?
0: Speaking of one of those players, uh bad, uh Romero, is he at his best yet, or is there still a lot? I hope more not. To come? I hope Brian, not. At his best. Brian said he, he he sees him as uh, better than Van Dyke in, I don't know, two, three years or whatever. Oh, uh, he's yeah. obviously massively helped our defense. He, he seems to make Dyer uh, look a better defender. I know Tommy will be throwing up at that because he's not a fan <laughs> of a uh, uh, Dyer, but uh, he, we obviously look better in defense when he plays. Oh, uh, yeah. He, uh, Cutting out the fact that we still can't defend set pieces, but general defensive play.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, I hope he's, I hope he's not at his peak. I mean, gee, <laughs> that's only twenty-three. I mean, wow, what, what a player he could could become. Uh, I mean, these sort of players, we we've got to, we've got to do things like get Champions League football or win trophies. So we, so they want to stay with us uh, because Romero is going to be immense. I mean, you know, this is what first season in the Premier League. You know, already Italian Defender of the Year, and the guy's twenty-three. Again, like Venticore, he brings a bit of a calmness to to the defence. Uh, and he likes to get forward. But the only one thing I will say is his disciplinary record, but then the last two games he's avoided booking. So I, That's I, what think I was gonna he... say you mentioned calmness, you mentioned calmness. I don't <laughs> think he's very calm at all. I mean, he's a good player. I mean, in, in a situation where he's got the ball and there's hell going on around him. But... I suppose
2: he helps his teammates. Yeah, I suppose well, yeah. he's getting out, he yeah. calms the, yeah. his teammates yeah. down.
1: But yeah, he's definitely not calm per se, is he? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and I think yeah, to, for that, around that defensive era. I mean, let I mean, let's face it. When we see them trying to pass the ball out from defence, we're all going, "Oh, I don't, not wanted to look." <laughs> you know, my, my 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 blue sofa, I'm behind it when that happens when I'm watching on TV. But but some of the football they play to get out of defence, and Romero's been at the heart of that. You know, he, he won't very rare, and I'm whether that's because he's been playing in Italian football, or I don't think, uh, Tommy will correct me on this if I'm wrong, I don't think it's coached to just boot it if you're in defence. And that's what you very rarely see Romero just boot it. He'll try and pass it out of defence. And if we can get that working right, I mean, Man City do it, you know, and they do it really, really well. If we can get that right, that, that that's going to be good. But no, Romero, going back to what you, you said, oh, lad's 23. God, this guy could be brilliant. I mean, well, he is brilliant, but... You know he could he could be really 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 good he's just so his timing's impeccable and he reads the game so well. He you know, seems to have
0: know. learnt now as well. Uh, I'm only going by the Newcastle game, but th- there were times there where the, the ball went through to uh whoever was up top, it must have been Callum Wilson or or uh Joe Linton. He comes storming into them, doesn't even let them turn. Other times, he let them turn, shows them down the line, boots it out. west. before, when he first started, it was always going in. I think it was was it the Norwich game, Tommy, that you you highlighted on your show that uh. Him diving in, missing the ball, left a short in defence and they scored was all because of that and, and going in at the wrong time. Um, but yeah, and and I think he's learning that, which is obviously a massive thing because if you can learn to channel when to go in hard and quickly... And when to hold your ground a little bit makes you so much of a better defender. And, and we all remember, unfortunately, Van Dijk against Son in the Champions League final. Mm. No, not the Champions League final. It was Sissoko, it was Sissoko wasn't was it, in the Anfield game. Just let him have the ball blocked off the pass to Son rather than going in Sissoko, dipping it through his legs. But, yeah, absolutely superb. And, and we have to sign him in the summer. We have to make him a sign-in. And, and do you think there's been any improvement with him playing uh with Dyer, Tommy, I know you're not a fan of Dyer. Uh, I'm, not sucked, but... Dyer. I'm not talking about Dyer. I'm not
2: talking about Dyer anymore. I just, no, yeah. But no, no, no. I'll talk about Romero. I'll talk about Romero. And uh, my stream on Tuesday, <laughs> I, saw, <laughs> I, regret... <laughs> I went back because yeah, exactly. I said, I'm I'm I said go
1: and check out the stream on Tuesday. Buy, sell, <laughs> loan. I said, buy, sell,
2: loan. And uh, not buy, sell, loan. Uh, keep, keep, sell, loan out uh, three players. And it was skip. Kulisewski and Romero. I'll put this to everyone else because obviously I was hosting. And I said, keep Skip. And then the decision was, because I think Skip is going to be absolutely phenomenal, as I've already stated. Um, and then the decision was between Kulu and Romero. Just because p- people were pissing me off. I thought I, I said Romero sell, but I, th- I would have sold, sold Kulu. I would have sold Kulu. But just to piss people off, I said I'll sell Romero because I knew I'd get, yeah, you a know, backlash, but I'll find it funny. I'm not, I, I'm not worried. I'm a big boy. I can take it. I'm a big boy. I can take it. Um, but, but we are Ram- What thing I don't is, regret though. saying is that there are weaknesses to Romero. There are weaknesses yes. with Romero. And the it biggest one, wrong. the biggest one is airily. Airily. He is not good is in the air. Is that something he can and, learn? Yeah, of course he can. But it's fundamental to being a, a good centre back is being good in the air. Uh, and he's not been good in the air. So I'm not going to sit here and say he's the best uh, uh, centre back in the Premier League. I've heard that rubbish. That's, that's rubbish. And let the guy settle. Because he's been injured for two and a half months. He's been injured for two and a half months. He wasn't good for the first two months. He wasn't. He was really bad. But he's playing in a two. He's just getting used to the Premier League. So that's fine. But you've got... He's been injured for two and a half months. So to say that he's been our best player and he's been absolutely magnificent, all that he's been good. Very good the last six weeks. Outstanding against Newcastle. Outstanding. Him and Ben Tanker doubling up on maximum. Fantastic. But there are weaknesses to Romero's game. And in this country, in this country, he's gonna to have to be better in the air. Set pieces, he's been beaten time and time again. That Ben Migo, the winner uh, against us, Burnley, uh, it, was, it was sort of, it was his error. Yeah. It was his error. He missed him. The Ronaldo go, uh, the winner, it, that was Romero's man. Uh, the header, uh, 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 the the Middlesbrough, the Middlesbrough, the two free headers they had, Crooks mm. and Housen, both should have been headers. Uh, both should have been goals, I should say. Completely free headers. Dyer and Romero were to blame there. The defensive, the aerial side of our game at the back is a big, big problem. That's why I don't trust his defence, and that's why I think we need a rehash. Ramiro gets in without a shadow of a doubt because his strengths, is, he's a modern centre-back, ultra-aggressive, and I don't know who said it, but his timing, his timing mm. of challenges are magnificent. That's magnificent, but he has to be better. He has to be better in the air. But out of the centre-backs, he's in there first without a shadow of a doubt, and he is our best defender. But I'm saying he's well-classed. I don't care about, you know, whether he's good as Van Dyke next year or in two years. It doesn't bother me. I just want him to play well for Spurs. And there are improvements. There are improvements. Don't get me wrong. His, his basic ability, and, and I even love his demeanour, is there. Uh, he wears his heart on his sleeve. But it is rubbish saying he's better than Van Dyke and he's better than Diaz this season. I, I, Been out for two I, and a half months. I, so, it, it
0: wasn't Brian saying he's better than than those. He, he could be. No, 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 not Brian. It, but I'm it, saying it in general, is. all across oh, social I media, I mean, oh, he's better than Diaz. He's better than Van Dyke. Yeah, Come but this,
1: up, this comes mean. out of Tottenham fans, doesn't it? This comes out of Tottenham <laughs> fans all over. You know, like now we won three games <laughs> in a row. So we're going to win every game. Yes, we're going to beat Villa four one. Yeah. you know, it's like. But I'm you put pressure
2: on the player as well. Yeah, pressure on the player. You know, it's like yeah. Said, good players, plan. <laughs> very good player. Players, uh, players. Everyone goes to social media. They watch social media, so he'll see that you're putting pressure on the guy. Mm. Just let the guy develop because he still needs to develop. If he yeah. starts thinking he's the best player in the Premier League, then he's not going to try and do anything more yeah. to improve. Yeah. So I, I think that, let the guy I think, though,
0: I think if he did start thinking that Conte would nip that in the bud yeah. fairly quickly, yeah. Yeah. and 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 yeah, I think. He's got a brilliant manager there, in term in Conte, in terms of who can improve players. Certainly defensively as well. We saw what happened with Victor Moses. But uh, uh, regarding Bob Spurs said, spoke about Romero back in October. My links between Romero and Kleenex are well known. He's get rid dog. of this.
2: Uh, get rid of this, Chris. I just saw it straight away. Oh, get, rid yeah, 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 yeah. On, get rid of this.
0: Uh, if he feels he can get the ball, he's going to go for it. He's got huge potential. Uh, absolutely. And yeah, what a ridiculous uh, thing this person is with the the. Picture, uh, yeah, cool right man, now. cool. But, but he hit got them nail on the head from. there,
2: Bob. Hit potential. them on the head. Potential, he's got huge yeah. potential, he's still just 23, so it is still yeah. potential. He's still potential,
0: yeah. And I would say, in your defense as well, with your thing on your stream, uh. The keep, sell, loan thing. Those three players. It would only be keep, keep, keep. So it's just, <laughs> yeah, whatever you said on that, you're going to get some criticism anyway by either selling or loaning. Skip Romero or I thought my
1: answer was the best. What? No was comment. That was. That or... uh, no, was. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was, uh, uh, was it keep? Keep Romero. Loan Kulusevski. And uh, and put a wig on Harry Winks and say it's Oliver uh, it the <laughs> Yeah,
0: I remember that. I, yeah, I remember
2: that. I was so busy fighting. I was so busy fighting with Stel. I was so busy fighting with Stel that yeah, some of the things were forgotten. But yeah, and I'll remember yeah. that now.
0: <laughs> but yeah, in, in terms in terms of the Villa game, we kind of coming to the end. Uh, start with you, Tommy. How, how will the game pan out? And also, who who's fullbacks for us? Uh, Obviously, like you said, the two uh, uh, left backs are back. So you'd assume that one of those will be in for Doherty's position, but then Romero, Romero, Emerson will go out and Doherty will play on the right. So who who would you be playing as the two full backs in this game?
2: Uh, You know, the the things I say are, are unpopular in the fan base, but I try and be as unfickle as I possibly can. I try to be as unfickle as I possibly can. And I have to say, I was impressed with Reggie for the first three months of this season. I thought he was decent. I thought his attacking side of his game has is, is gone a little bit. He has gone. But defensively, he's a little bit more solid. And that was his biggest uh, weakness last season. He was very good attacking. Uh, he had a lot of defensive deficiencies. I think his def- he's got better defensively. He's sort of, the attacking side of the game is not as great as it, as it was last season. But I still think he's miles above Sessignon. Sessignon had a couple of good games, got one assist in nine games. He's always injured. One assist in nine games and everyone's saying, you know, this guy has to be above Reggie. He has to be above Reggie. I like Sess, but he's a he's a left winger for me. We signed him as a left winger. He was magnificent for Fulham as a left winger. He's a left winger. Um, so I don't think left back, I don't think left wing back is his position, to be honest with you. Uh, so Reggie comes in. Reggie comes in for me. Um, yeah, uh, certainly. But who knows? Who knows? Uh, you know, we won 5-1. Who knows? We might stick with Roy on the right and put Doctie on the left. You, you just, you, you never know. You never know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I really like. Can I give you
2: win. my? Can Can I give you my predicted score? Because I've got a bounce. I've got a bounce. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure supposed on, to go. On. I'm supposed to go ten minutes ago. But whenever we talk centre backs,
1: <laughs> I get emotional. Whenever <laughs> we talk centre backs, I emotional. Emotional.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Prediction. Uh, predicted score. I said two-two on Maris, but I'm going to go two-one. I think Spurs can do it. Now I've seen the team news, uh, and now I've looked closer at Villa's sort of midfield. Uh, as we've all, we've all discussed, I think the battle will be in midfield and I think we've got a better midfield. So I think we'll sneak it. I think we'll sneak it. We'll sneak it 2-1. So um,
0: And uh, yeah, before you go, Hood, your channel, uh, people watching this will know uh, Mondays is the new uh, uh, Hotspurhood is the new home for Let's Talk Tottenham on Mondays, along with various other channels as well, Tommy's own streams as well and various others. But yeah, uh, where can people find you? Yes uh, yeah, as you
2: can see uh, on my Twitter handle here @thehotspurhud you can find that on you can find it on Twitter so you can follow me on Twitter it's in the uh, the the, uh, the links in the bio to the YouTube channel and it's uh, as you just say Chris is part of the sort of part of the uh, part of the channel now he does his thing on a monday uh, and uh, I've got Marlon tomorrow he does his reaction straight after the game so that's that's whenever the game is so sometimes it's sunday sometimes it's saturday uh, so he'll do his reaction uh, a couple of hours after the show it's quite unique what Marlon does he does, uh, he does four interviews, three or four interviews with individual fans. Um, so it's quite, it's quite unique. Uh, and, uh, so, so yeah, I've got that coming in a few. Yeah, I've got a few shows here and there. Yesterday I've done a transfer show on my own. <laughs> tonight I've got a teaser. I've got a teaser again tonight. So yeah, there's always, there's always content to, uh, to, to see. So if you haven't, please jump over to my channel, subscribe, but not before you subscribe to Chris's. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's great to see Chris's numbers, uh, Go up, go up, go up. So you've got to subscribe. A lot of people watch these shows, but don't subscribe. You have to subscribe. And if you hit the bell, hit the bell, notifies you of uh, future content. If you don't watch it, don't have to watch it, but you're at least notified. You're at least notified. It makes, it makes a difference. Free. Everything's free. Subscribe, mm. like, Bell is completely free. So thanks for having me, uh, Chris. Really enjoyed oh, no it. Brad,
0: Welcome, see you again. Night, see you Tommy. again. Uh, I've got yeah.
2: a run. I literally got a run. Yeah. Cheers, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Cheers, Tommy. Yeah, uh, make sure you get over to Hotspur Hood. Uh, we'll be there on Monday, half seven pm uh, UK time. But yeah, plenty of shows, plenty of content. Tommy's got over there, so make sure you get over to Hotspur Hood. Uh, just before I uh, put the same question out, of the game pan out for you, uh, Brad? Uh, Bob Spurs uh, put his prediction four-one Spurs. Kane hat trick on route to becoming top goal scorer, and bringing it home for my twenty-two <laughs> to one bet. He put—I I can't remember when exactly he put the bet on. Uh, it was fairly recently, uh, but twenty-two to one on Kane being top goal scorer. And I mean, the way he's playing at the moment, it, you wouldn't put that beyond him. You wouldn't put that beyond him. Audio artisan, hopefully, Gerard gets schooled. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, how, how do you see the game panning out and who would be your wing-backs?
1: Uh, I, 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 if if Regulon's fit, I, I think we should, yeah, go with Regulon as, as left-back and uh, wing-back and, and Dockney on the right. Uh, I think that's our strongest pairing. I still think that we can upgrade on the two of them if we're to do anything next season title-wise. Uh, as far as the game's concerned, again, I, I'm not going to go from what I've been saying all week. On form and at the top of our game, we'll win. But football, as uh, not Jimmy Grease, but the spitting image puppet of Jimmy Grease once said, <laughs> football's a funny old game. And the fact that we haven't drawn for a while, the fact that we've beaten Villa six times in our last six away games, that just makes me worry. And as as Tommy said earlier on, or it might, might be New Chris, if you're not, you know, if you don't worry, you're not a Tottenham fan. So, yeah. so I just have a feeling it might be a draw. I really, really hope I'm wrong. And I still think we're in with a chance to top four. I still think we can we can continue this form and win win games uh but it's still a difficult task, but no i'm I'm gonna go a draw I'm not not sure what to score one one two two I don't really know uh but yeah that that's my my prediction but again it's it's not based on form or anything like that it's based on the way life and sport happens basically
0: yeah i, I mean I think we'll win. I think it'll be tight, but we, we just have to do what we've been doing, which is get Kulu, get Kane, get mm. Sun involved, get Benton Kern Hoyberg, like Tommy said, to control that midfield. Yeah. Uh and then that allows you hopefully to uh get your wing backs forward and, and join the attack as well. With uh, what happens now when, when Kane is playing like he is and creating goals and Kulu the same. You get runners. That's why Doherty, mm. Emerson were in the box to score their goals yeah. and why they haven't been in the in the box to score those goals before because they know that it's it wasted energy and it's likely to lose the ball and then they're completely out of position. It's exactly what happened when Erickson didn't play, mm. when he was massively on form for us and we had winks to come in. Um, there were no runners because there was no one to ping that 50-yard ball to someone's foot and it was wasted energy. Whereas well, now we've got that again. And we've just got to go on the front foot. We, uh, mm. I just don't want us to sort of, you know, let, let, let's keep it tight for 40 minutes, nil-nil, and try and nick it at the end. I want us to see us go and win the game. Not not not, not nick the game, not not lose the game. Let's go win the game. And yeah. in terms of full-backs, I think Doherty has to play at the right. If our left-backs are, are, are fit again, Doherty has to play at the right. He's, he's far better at this moment in time than Emerson uh in terms of left back, left wing back, I really like Session. Maybe that's whether that's because I've got a friend who's a Fulham fan. So I used to watch him quite a lot mm. when he was on the left wing and he was really excited, whether it's because he's young and English. And that obviously fills our English quota and he's an English player or whether I thought that and still think there's a possibility that Conte could turn him into the new victim <laughs> Moses. But at this moment in time, like I said, it's all about this top four, Ooh. eight games left, and you have to play your best players. And yeah. unfortunately, Region is the better left left wing back. So for me, it would be if they're fit Region and Doherty as the full-backs. And like uh, uh, I say, go out and attack and go and win the game rather than say, try not to lose. I will
1: say one thing about uh Sessignon and that is that when when I when we have if you if you put Walker and Rose in as our wing backs, we've got a pretty impressive team out there. Yeah. Uh, at, at that time, Walker and Rose are probably the two best mm. full-backs, wing-backs, whatever you want to call them, in, in, in Europe, I would say, at at, that, at their peak. Danny Rose, we bought as a winger from Leeds <laughs> and converted him into, into a left-back, left-wing-back. Mm. So maybe we can do the same with Session. I'm not sure that physically they're the same, but yeah. maybe that can happen with Session. But uh, the guy hasn't had a full season. He's injury-prone, which is a worry. That,
0: that's my worry as well. Yeah, worry. I, I think... Victor Moses was dependable in the sense that every week he's available. Mm. It, there's a reason why all the commentators were surprised and shocked that it, this was Session's seventh game in a row. Mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Seven games yeah. in a row, and that a lot for, for professional footballer in the Premier League? 37 is a lot, but yeah, uh, uh, that's my word. If he can put those injury problems behind yeah. him and Conte stays for a while and he stays for a while, he can transform yeah. into yeah. one of the best wing backs in the country. I just don't think he's going to be fit enough for that long haul. No,
1: no. Uh, so Certainly for not for the rest of the season. Cause it is a confidence thing as well. That when you've had an yeah. injury and you've had a lot of injuries, you, you're not you, in the back of your mind. If you go full pelt and he's quite a quick player when he wants to be, if you go full pelt, you have always got that thing in the, in the back of your mind that you're going to do injury again, which he did when he got injured last time. So, so yeah, it, it's a confidence thing, but hopefully with a preseason behind him next, next season, he he'll, he'll be part of a, a decent squad.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I really want to see him succeed. There's certain players that you have which are, oh, if they don't succeed, just get rid of him. It's fine. Right. I'd be upset if we sold Session and he didn't yeah, succeed. Me too. But me too. if he's not going to succeed, then you you do have to get rid of him, unfortunately. But yeah, in terms of the game, J.S. Raph, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, Villa will go low block to halt their poor form and frustrate us and then probably play on the counter-attack with Watkins, who Watkins must be a nightmare to play against because he just doesn't give up, does he? He's I wish i would have bought him. Yeah, and yeah, mm. I, I think Villa will play defensively in a sense uh, and it's up to us to break them down. But like I said, go and attack them. Go beat them. Mm. Don't try not to not lose against them because, you know, it's very, very difficult if you're in a negative attitude in, in, in defensive game and then you have to suddenly switch because the other team have scored a goal and they're on the attacking mode, suddenly switch from defensive to attack. Much, much easier to switch the other way around. Mm. Uh,
1: and also, I think that, that, that and I'm, I'm obviously stating the obvious here, but we have to win as many games as we possibly mm, can to get top four. And you fortune know, it,
0: favours the brave. You win more yeah, if you yeah. try and win them rather than if yeah, you try and uh, it, it, do exactly. a joke. If we get
1: that If we get that first goal, then they have to come at us, which is what happened against Newcastle. You know, and, and we're, we're one of the best at doing that if a team comes at us and, and leaves yeah. us space at the back.
0: I mean, well, one thing I wanted to ask, and you mentioned this on uh, Monday's uh, stream that I did. Uh, you mentioned that if we don't score first, we're in trouble. Obviously, we, we went 1-0 down against Newcastle and one. Mm. Psychologically, do you think that that will do anything for the players, being that so many times we've gone 1-0 down I know Man United we clawed back twice, but we ended up losing, and we did go one nil down first. But there's very few times that I can remember this season, certainly, where we where we conceded the first goal and then won the game. So do you think that will be a huge psychological kind of advantage for them going forward, or do you think yeah, they'll not I mean, really I pay think- that much attention to it and just play your game and go and get the goals out of it? Uh,
1: I, I think, uh, yeah, I think you have to. I, I think you have to. Uh, the lucky, well, not the lucky thing. The good thing about the Newcastle game was we equalised before half time. The problem is yeah. is that even if you believe that you can come back from one nil down, it's like it's like winning four three and saying, Oh, we we we're great at scoring goals, I don't mind if we win four three every week. It ain't gonna happen. You yeah. know, you ain't gonna win 4 3 every <laughs> week. So even though we've apparently got a good record, I didn't realise this. We have and I was like you, Chris, I was thinking how many times have we come back from one nil down and one again. But apparently we've we have second yeah. or third in the league for points going from being in losing positions, which I didn't realise. No. But you can't rely on that. You can't say, oh, "I've been one 0 down before," because eventually those runs end. So, no, I think we have to go go out for it and and and, and try and you know try and get that early goal, and then let bring Villa yeah, so. to us, and then and then exploit them. Uh, yeah. I mean,
0: that's what I think as well. And ho- hopefully, for the rest of the season, uh, Liverpool might be slightly different. I think that will be sit back and uh, mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but if Klopp plays his suicide tactics again of having yeah. only two at the back uh, <laughs> with our three going forward, then I can see us getting win there, he, he, uh, as unlikely as that sounds. And and but the likelihood is that you know we've got eight Laura games distress. left. Laura yeah, yeah. We, we, we've, we've essentially I... got seven <laughs> games left, essentially, because uh, most fans will p- probably have that Liverpool game as a off and a loss. But you never know, and and they'll attack us. And if they leave gaps open and we can get a bit of luck, then you never, ever know. But, uh, yeah, Bobby K, how you doing, buddy? We've won six, six in a row at Villa Park, so let's keep it going. Yeah. Hit lucky seven, absolutely. Fortune favours the brave. And, and just go out and attack. Go and attack. And win the game rather than try not to lose the game, yeah. And um, I agree. yeah, in all of our games this season, barring possibly Liverpool, where you are going to have to, yeah, otherwise Salamana we'll and and, and, and will yeah. destroy yeah. you, but yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much reached the end. Uh, thanks so much, Brad. Uh,
1: No problems. Always a
0: pleasure having you on. Uh, uh, Ask every week. I asked on Monday. It's probably not likely to have changed. But uh, music channel coming up, YouTube channel. Right. There is. Oh, there's an update. There's there's
1: a development in that I've actually recorded or videoed a song that I'm reasonably happy with. So that's the first time. Uh, I've got my, for those of you that have been watching me, uh, I've had amplification problems with the vocals. Not a many good singer, anyway. But. uh, I've sorted that out. I've got it now where you, you yeah, you can more or less hear what I'm singing about, which is half the point really. Uh so hopefully I'll be able to get a few more songs done. And then the idea is that I'll I'll set up the, the channel with because I don't know if anyone of you knows, but you can schedule uh things to be released on certain dates. Yeah. So the idea is to get five or six songs and then when I go on my, my world tour in the mm-hmm. end of May, I can set it up to like release things every week. Uh, and as I keep saying, it's just me trying to sing, trying to play guitar. But they're my own songs, and that, that's the main reason I'm doing it: is to get my my own songs out there. And you either like the songs, or you don't like the songs. Don't yeah, think, don't sort of tune in thinking you're going to see some great guitarist and some great vocalist because you're not. You know, so it's <laughs> it's all about the songs. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. And uh, Brad's uh, Twitter handle is in the description, yep. so uh, follow him on Twitter. And you'll get updates when uh, that channel is going to go live. Tommy's just, uh, uh, Twitter handles in the description, and then Hotspur Hood uh, YouTube uh, uh, yep. channel link is also there. So make sure you check that out. Uh, and uh, uh, uh,
1: sorry, as, as Tommy said, click like, subscribe to to get it right. To this, this guy's <laughs> now. To let's talk Tottenham. And to be fair, any of the Tottenham YouTubers that are out there, you know, this is a um, uh, an absolutely wonderful community. I'm so lucky to to be part of it, and it, it certainly Help me, especially during yeah, lockdown. Uh, so yeah, so help these guys out. You know, you put a lot of time into it. You know, I just basically haul myself around to each of, each one's <laughs> channel and, and talk rubbish for 15 minutes. But no, these guys put a lot of effort into this. So so please click like and subscribe. And as Tommy said, it's all free. You don't get charged. Yeah. So
0: absolutely, yeah. Thanks so much, and thanks so much for coming on. Uh, no always problems. a pleasure having you on. Thanks so much to Tommy as well. Yes, uh, like 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 Brad said, there. Please hit the like. Please hit the subscribe. All free. Really helps the channel. And then also hit the notification bell. You'll be notified when we're going to go live. And then hop over to uh, Hotspur Hood. Uh, we'll be there on Monday, half 7pm for the Villa uh, review. Uh, yeah, and uh, same again. Like and subscribe to the channel and the notification bell as well. And then follow Brad on Twitter. Uh, and then when his uh, music channel comes out, likes on the videos and subscribe to the channel as well. And, yeah, really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, be back on Monday on Tommy's channel. Uh, We've got a new outro here, so that explains it all. Uh, So, yeah, until then, let's hope we get a win. Get this rolling. Four wins out of four. Really put the pressure on Arsenal and Chelsea if they can lose as well. And, as always, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for watching and to everybody who joined in the live chat. Before you go, please leave a like. Please hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. It's all free and you'll be notified when we go live. Anyone who missed the live stream, still watch the replay on YouTube and any comments, questions or suggestions on the comments there. For anyone listening to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anyone who wants that podcast, you can get that wherever you get your podcasts from. Alternatively, go to our Twitter or Instagram page on the screen. We'll be back on Monday on the Hotspur Hood YouTube channel. Keep them a subscribe. We're there at half 7pm UK time. We're on this channel, Let's Talk Tottenham, 12.30pm UK time again on Fridays. Until then...